Our scripture today comes from Isaiah. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we are happy this morning to welcome back our friend, Pastor John Masseri. Uh, John has uh, preached with us here at All Souls before, a couple years ago, and he was born and raised in the central part of Kenya where he discerned a call to ministry at an early age. You were an altar boy, right? In, in church, yeah. And uh, yeah, sensed a call from the Lord to do that, and so began uh, preaching at a very early age, and after graduating from high school, he attended African Theological Seminary where he received a Bachelor of Theology and, and Biblical Studies. And then in September of 2009, he began to sense God calling him to a new phase of his ministry. And so he moved here to the United States, where he enrolled in Erskine Theological Seminary, completed a Master of Divinity. Uh, John was ordained in the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. Uh, we had the privilege, as a, a, a member of that presbytery, of hosting that service this year and welcoming John's community here to All Souls. Uh, he now pastors as, uh, as the, the pastor of the International Community Church in Grayson, just up the road. But in addition to all of that, John has a contagious joy and a deep passion for Jesus and for his church. And I mentioned that he is from Kenya, so he's used to a little bit more interaction uh, from the congregation. So we're going to need to you know, pump it up uh, about a thousand notches from our normal here at All Souls. So, with that, please join me in welcoming Reverend John Nasseri. All right. Uh, thank you, Steve. And uh, I am happy to be back that I may share the word. I'm happy to hear that some people who are here when I shared uh, uh, in this congregation can still remember the message that I shared about uh, throwing away the bone uh, about Samson. You remember that? Okay, the same, same man with that fire is back again. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to contain myself here so uh, because I do not have the microphone like the one that I may need, may need to move back and forth. But don't worry, uh, the message will be home at last. Amen? Now, I shared in the first, oh, this congregation responds better than the first one. Eh? <laughs> They can, <laughs> maybe the first one needs some more anointing, okay? <laughs> uh, uh, the thing is that um, I can see, remember some of those uh, uh, things to, to 
to watch. Like when I say, praise the Lord, you answer back, amen. And even before I say, praise the Lord, you can still say, amen. You, you, you've got it. Amen. <laughs> is it more spiritual than the first one? Okay. Now, this is... <laughs> um, I try to speak a little bit slowly because of my deep accent. Um, and every time when people ask me, where is your accent from? I tell them, South Carolina. <laughs> 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 this is because this is where I landed. I, I went uh, to school. Uh, my, 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 my first love was in South Carolina. But uh, I was really humiliated by English down there. I was thinking that I knew English until when I went to South Carolina. Because <laughs> I could attend a class for three hours and I could only get 30% of what has been taught. <laughs> and when I could see people laughing, I could think, oh, are they laughing at me? <laughs> and that was my first shocker, uh, to, to, to hear a different type of accent that I'm not used to. But a glory to God that he is the author of all tongues. Even this deep accent from South Carolina. He's the owner. <laughs> and uh, today we are talking about peace. And I'm happy to share this message. And I hope to uh, return again, if invited. Uh, and um, uh, from the passage that we have read, and let us pray first. We thank you, Lord, because uh, uh, the time has come for us to hear your word. And Lord... I pray that uh, there will be a spirit of clarity, that this message will be home at last. In Jesus' mighty name, we do pray, believe, and give thanks. Amen. 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 Thank you. Now, today we are talking about peace. And uh, uh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 2, verse 1 uh, to 5, is very profound, talking about uh, uh, the coming of Messiah, you know, the hope of Messiah's reign. And also the exhortation of the same Messiah, the house of the Lord. And also after that is the calling, the invitation that we have uh, to live in peace uh, with one another. And uh, I may not uh, repeat everything that I said in the first service because I do not have a photogenic memory. <laughs> uh, but I want to believe that uh, the message will be home in this way. That uh, when uh, the Bible uh, or this chapter talks about uh, Isaiah or rather the house of the Lord uh, uh, at the mountain, or uh, being at the top of the mountain, uh, it has a picture of where the temple was built. And uh, we can see that from Second uh, Chronicles chapter 3, from verse 1, uh, where Solomon built the temple, according uh, to the, sec the book of Second Chronicles chapter 3, from verse 1, the Bible says, Then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where the Lord had appeared to David his father at the place that David had appointed on the threshing floor, honors the Jebusite. Now, also if we may read in Genesis chapter 22 uh, and verse uh, 1, the Bible says, sometimes later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on mountain. I will show you. 
So it means that um, the temple was built at the mountain. And that is why even David, when uh, he says that I'll look up to heaven, where does my help come from? He was talking about looking at the temple where uh, they believed uh, it is a place where they worship and they meet with God. So he is talking about God when he's saying that uh, I look up to the mountain and uh, where does my help come from? So he's talking about his help coming from the Lord because it is at the mountain where they went to worship. It is at the mountain where uh, uh, the sacrifices were done. It was a place of worship. Remember, he even met with the Moses at, mountain, at the mountain. So we see uh, a, a lot of things uh, happening at the mountain. God meeting with the people at the mountains. They are also called elevated places uh, uh, of sacrifices uh, where these sacrifices were happening. And now, uh, when we talk about this house being at the top of mountain, it prefigures Christ, the coming of Christ, the coming of our Messiah. That is when we talk about the exaltation of the house of the Lord. Because uh, the Bible says that it shall be exalted above hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Uh, and this is because, you know, when something is at the top of the mountain, uh, uh, the vantage point, okay, you are, you, you are able to, uh, to look at it clearly, to see it clearly, and the people are attracted by that beauty. And uh, uh, in John chapter 12, verse 20, 32, the Bible says, And when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw everyone to myself. It is Jesus who said this, indicating the kind of the death that he will die. So remember I said that uh, when we talk about uh, the temple or the house of God being so much elevated, it is prefiguring Christ, his coming, and how he'll be lifted up. And uh, when he is lifted up, he will draw people to himself. Remember about his uh, crucifixion. When he was crucified uh, at Golgotha, uh, at the crossroads, and uh, he is at the cross. It was also believed that uh, it was uh, 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 on the hill or at the mountain place where he was crucified. So that the people, when they are passing, uh, they are able to see him. They are seeing uh, this uh, Jesus uh, who has been uh, crucified because of uh, our sins. So at this crossroads, many people were able to see him. And now he is elevated. He is on the cross so that everybody may be able to look up uh, uh, on him. Now, the Bible continues to say that many people shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, the house of God of Jacob. He will teach us his way. And we shall walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. You see, they are talking about now uh, that are going to the house of the Lord because it's visible. We can see it. People are being attracted unto it. Actually, also David again said that I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Now, when David is talking about it this way, I want for us uh, to first uh, uh, acknowledge that uh, Christ the Messiah, who was prophesied by Isaiah, came, and uh, for the reason uh, he is our king, and uh, he has mandated us to talk the same way, 
uh, uh, like that we are able to tell other people, let us go to the house of the Lord. That uh, according to Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 and 20, the Bible says that Jesus came and spoke uh, to them saying, all authority. So he is commanding us when he talk about authority. And uh, this is what we are connecting with the book of Isaiah, that uh, the law shall come. So there is an order, there is a command that the law, uh, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore, here is a command, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. You see, now, this time has come now. We've been commanded to go and tell others about this Messiah, our King, who reigns in our hearts. And for that reason, you as a member of this Church of Jesus Christ, here we are gathered today at our source, uh, we have this command that you should tell another person that let us go to the house of the Lord. And I said in the morning or rather earlier that many people uh, think that the work of inviting people to Christ Jesus is the role of the pastor only or, 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 or the elders or deacons. No, but this is a mandate to all of us who have acknowledged and received Christ as our personal savior, that I go and tell others that I let us go to the house of the Lord. And when they come to the house of the Lord, they are coming to meet the Lord himself, the one who rules the house of Jacob because we are the house of Jacob, the one who gives authority in this house. He is the one that we are coming to meet. And therefore, we'll be able to tell them, come and see a man who has been elevated. We are here to elevate Jesus Christ, to worship him, to glorify him, to lift him up more more than any other thing, more than the pastor. You see, earlier I said that we are living in, a, in an age uh, where there is an era that many people, and I think this is happening more in Africa than here, many pastors are seeking to be worshipped as if they are God. They become celebrities. They are lifted up so high. Even on their flyers of posters, when they are inviting, they are talking about the man. They are not talking about Jesus. They are talking about the pastor. Come and see a man. They are being so much worshipped. There is no longer that simplicity of presenting the gospel. Now they are talking more about this man of God, more than talking about the God of the man. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, oh I'm about to begin now, all right? All right, all right, all right. Okay, let me slow down. <laughs> let me slow down. <laughs> all right. Amen. Our business is to come and see this Lord. It's not about the pastor. I am just a servant of this God. Praise the name of the Lord. So go and tell somebody. Come and see a man. We are not coming to see Pastor Steve. No. He is here today and tomorrow he's gone. But there is this God, this Lord Jesus, who has been there from everlasting to everlasting. The Prince of Peace is the one that we are telling people about. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, therefore, go and tell others that let us go to the house of the Lord. What if you commit yourself today, yourself today 
to pray for somebody, to invite them in the church, tell about Jesus over and over. Every Sunday, invite them to church. Do not get tired. Every morning, pray for them. Every time, the whole of this year, commit yourself to someone whom you can tell that let us go to the house of the Lord. Let us go and see this Prince of Peace and his name is Christ Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. We have been mandated. Go to the whole world. And you know, we are going to the whole world to invite people from all walks of life. Black, red, white, yellow, green, all of them are invited in the house of God. Because from one blood, we've been begotten. We were born. Praise the name of the Lord. We were born, we were created from one blood of Christ Jesus. Therefore, in the eyes of God, we are one. There is no difference between black and white and red and yellow and green and any other. We are all one before the eyes of God. Once we give our life to Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Therefore, go out. Invite somebody. Share this peace of Christ with them. Give them a smile. You know, let me share this kind of something that uh, confused me when I came to America. But I like it. That uh, uh, every time I could walk, I could see everybody smiling at me, hi, and, and uh, closing their eyes and uh, smiling at me. And you know, I had this notion that uh, when a girl or a lady closes their eye to you or they smile at you, they are liking you. Wow. I said, oh my God, a lot of women are liking me here now. <laughs> Until I came to learn, oh, these are just greetings, <laughs> smiling at me. <laughs> <laughs> now, these are culture shocks that we get all of, all right? <laughs> but, 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 but you see, I felt loud. I felt uh, I'm in the right place. I felt like, wow, this place is so good that everybody is smiling at you because they are sharing that peace that they have. But however, some people, they may fake a smile, but they do not have that peace in them. They may smile at you, but they do not mean it. But you see, when we have Jesus, we have the real peace. Therefore, our smile is coming from the deep down part of our heart. Praise the name of the Lord. So we become, you know, we, 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 we keep on sharing this love of Christ, or rather this peace uh, to other people, until they desire to know who is this man that makes you happy every day, every morning. Tell them, hey, come and see a man. And they sing that, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, as we continue, uh, we now see now the peaceful lane, or rather the, yeah, 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 in verse 4, this is where we see the peaceful nature of this Messiah who is reigning. Let me talk a little bit about the, 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 the concept of peace, or rather defining it in this way, that the concept of peace in the Old Testament primarily refers to the wholeness Total health, total warfare, it covers the sum of total of God's blessing, or rather God's blessings to a person who belongs to the covenant of this community, or rather this community of faith. Praise the name of the Lord. So when we are talking about the peace of God, when we are talking about this peace, it is part of the blessings that we have, that we've been blessed with by Christ because of knowing him. Because we say that uh, when Christ come, he will judge between the nations and he will rebuke many people. You know, when we talk of a rebuke, rebuke is not a very good word. Because rebuke is 
uh, with some authority and they're telling you that this is wrong and they stop doing it and I don't like what you are doing and you, uh, this is not like you. I, I do not believe that you could say this. You know, you are being rebuked. And, and you know, many times we take issues with the pastors when they preach and uh, uh, the, 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 they are so harsh on us. Uh, and maybe even our churches, when we preach these type of messages, do not attract a lot of people. Because it's like we want to go to churches where we feel like we are being so much a, 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 a kind of a being felt, I mean, you know, we are meant to feel so good by what we call sensational gospel. It's all about telling you, hey, you become the next millionaire. I see 10 people owning 10 houses here each. You know, we feel, and you begin to say, I receive, I receive. I re but your life is not changing. I'm not saying that there is nothing wrong with that. But you see, I am saying that as the whole word of God, or rather as we teach the word of God, we should teach the whole counsel. The whole, from Genesis to Revelation. And that is what the Bible says. When the Bible says, uh, uh, according to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, it says that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking. Uh, can you repeat that? Some, you say rebuking. Rebuking. Uh, some people are not saying it. Don't you like it? <laughs> it's because they don't like to be rebuked, huh? <laughs> You know, rebuking, correcting, and the training in righteousness so that the servant of God or the person or rather the people of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You know, when a pastor is preaching here, he's equipping you to equip you with the word of God so that you may be able to serve this God. Now, Christ is the one who gives us who gives us this word that we do preach. And as we preach, we are also being rebuked. You know, I as a pastor, I'm being rebuked by the word of God. And as I preach it to you, you are being rebuked. So accept rebuke where necessary. Praise the name of the Lord. Accept when you are rebuked, when you are told stop, when you are corrected by the word of God. Accept it and say that I have been blessed today. I'm so much blessed today. Not because there was that make me feel good type of a gospel, but because there was that a strong rebuke about the things that we are supposed to do and not to do. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you still with me? Yeah. Okay, praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, so when we are rebuked, we stop what is not right and we begin doing the right thing. And here when the nations are rebuked, it means that now they are following the law of God from the authority that is in Christ Jesus. And they are able now to exercise a peace that is in them. So they are rebuked to stop hatred. Amen. They are rebuked to stop jealousy. They are rebuked to stop pretending. They are rebuked to, to, to stop malice. They are rebuked to, to, to shun every type of evil and so that they may experience peace. Because when there are fights amongst us, when there is malice, when there is jealous, when there is backbiting and frontbiting and sidebiting, when, <laughs> when there is a backstabbing, there is no peace that is existing amongst the brethren. Praise the name of the Lord. So when we are rebuked to stop these behaviors, it is coming from Christ himself. Praise the name of the Lord. And now when we are being rebuked, 
What is happening? We are being transformed from the old patterns. It is the people of the world who are able to, act, to practice all this hatred and all this rumor-mongering and all that. But now when we come to Christ that we are rebuked, we are transformed and begin becoming like Christ himself. We begin now following the pattern, the right pattern. We become like Christ day by day. We begin to share the love of Christ. We begin to share the peace of Christ Jesus because we have been transformed according to Romans chapter 12 uh, uh, verse 2. The Bible says that I do not conform to the pattern of this world but uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test uh, and approve what is God's will his good pleasing and the perfect will. That the will of us exercising and having peace of God in our hearts. Now <laughs> let me bring it home now. You know, when we talk about, and here is where we may begin now to see some fire. Yeah. Oh, you are ready for it? <laughs> you don't know what you're asking for. <laughs> now, because that fire may burn you. And if it burns you, then it will transform you, right? Yes. Yeah, because we talked about uh, being rebuked. This fire may rebuke you. And you go home, transform the person, right? That is what we, be, we may be looking for. Now, you see... Uh, we are talking about peace that uh, begins from our hearts, and the source of this peace is uh, Christ Jesus. That now the Messiah has come, and uh, because the Messiah has come, he is reigning in our hearts. Yes, we are looking forward to the day when Christ shall return, and there will be peace all over the world. There will be no wars. There will be no all these things. But do you know? Christ already reigns in our hearts. He is our king. That is why he's called the prince of peace. And the peace that he gives is not like the peace that is given by the world. You know, by knowing him now, we are able to exercise this peace. Why? Because we have been transformed. And when we are transformed, the Bible says that these people, they shall beat their swords into plowshares. Now we are back in uh, uh, Isaiah uh, uh, chapter 2. They will beat their sword into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation, nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Now, these people, I'm about to finish in the next few minutes. Now, these people who have known and experienced Christ Jesus because they have been transformed from their heart. Now, it means that that transformation, it has transformed the weapons that they had in them, in them into becoming a usable, a, a, a something that is used in a different, a better way. If this weapon was fashioned for war, now there is no war because there is so much peace. Now it can be used in a better way that will bring glory and honor to the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Because, you know, here they are talking about now uh, beating their swords. It means that these swords, because they are not there to cut anybody, they are not there to stab anybody, now they can become something that will be more beneficial for plowing, for, 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 for preparing the land, for harvest and all that things. And uh, uh, their spears into pruning hooks that are in a more beneficial way, this weapon shall be transformed. But I want to say this. We are talking about the weapons of war physically, but now let us now narrow it down to the weapons that you have. 
Because each and every one of us here have weapons. And earlier I said that your tongue can be a weapon of mass destruction. A missile that once it is thrown into the church, the whole church dies. Because it's like you have killed a lot of people through that weapon. I'm not talking of a machine gun, but I'm saying that uh, that tongue that you have can become a weapon like a machine gun. And they can come and clear everybody here within a minute. Because of the words that you can release. And where are these words are coming from? They are coming from your heart. Because the Bible says, according to Luke chapter 6, verse 45, a good man out of good treasure of his heart brings forth the good, and an evil man out of evil treasure of his heart brings forth the evil, for out of abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. That, uh, that weapon that is in your heart for bite, biting others, as I said, double stabbing, killing others people's peace are the ones that are now being turned in a way that they'll be able to glorify the name of the Lord because now they are no longer serving the kingdom of Satan. They are now serving in this kingdom of Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. And for that reason, everybody has been invited to transform there are weapons of mass destruction that, that, like your tongue, because tongue is just one. Eh? But remember, everything is coming from your heart. According to James chapter 3, verse 5 to verse 6, it says, Likewise, a tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body, it corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course on, of one's life on fire, and itself set on fire by the hell. I'm concluding. Brethren, that tongue that you are having, I say that it can be a weapon of mass destruction. The words that you say can kill somebody's peace the whole day. They go to the office and they cannot even think straight because of the words that you say to them in the morning. Eh? They even begin having issues with their bosses, not because of any other thing, but because you did not cause peace in them. You have not transformed that tongue to a way that it will be able to glorify the name of the Lord. That instead of that tongue sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is a rumor mongering. It is the one that has spreads rumor in the house of God. You are called to transform it to the sharing of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Share that peace. Bless other people, even those who persecute you, even those who curse you. are able to bless them. Praise the name of the Lord. That will be able to live in peace with one another. And that is why I say that when you see me, you'll be seeing a brother in Christ. You know, one thing I love with this church of EPC, our beloved church, is like I have never felt like I'm a stranger or I'm an alien. Every time I'm, I'm in their midst, I feel, wow, I'm with brothers and sisters. They have not never looked at me like as a foreigner. Yes, I'm a foreigner, that's true. But they have never made, feel me so, made me feel so like, oh, you are not supposed to be in our church. You are not supposed to be among the pastor's team. You are not. I feel comfortable even when I speak with this accent, I feel I am in the right place. Why? Because these people have experienced the 
peace of Jesus Christ. And they have gone out to invite everybody to come and become a member of this church that is talking about the peace of Jesus Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. Therefore, let us go out there and reach out to many. Tell them about the Christ because he is the prince of this peace that we are talking about. Romans chapter 12 verse 18 now again it says, now the continuation. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Live at peace with one another. Praise the name of the Lord. Hey, look at your neighbor and tell them that. Live at peace with your neighbor. Hey, look at them. Hey, I'm saying you look at your neighbor right now. Tell them, hey, live in peace with one another. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This peace only comes from Christ Jesus. So once you know Christ Jesus, he is the one who gives this peace, that the peace that the world cannot give. And therefore, as we await his return, his coming, can we now live in peace with one another? That is what chapter, uh, verse 5 concludes with saying, a plea, or rather, come descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. There is an invitation here for you to come and live in peace with one another. Praise the name of the Lord. Live in peace with your own family, with your own children, with your own spouse. Live in peace with them. May you share that peace that Christ has given. And other people, when they look at you, they want to know more about you. And you'll be able even to tell them, hey, do you want to know where I get this peace from? You give them an invitation to Christ Jesus and tell them not only that, I have a big family called All Souls Fellowship where your soul can also fit. And then you'll be able to experience this peace. Praise the name of the Lord. So we are talking about this peace. It is possible, brethren. Amen? Amen. Say it is possible. Say after me, it is possible. Yes, it is possible. I feel it is possible to live in peace with you, with everybody, because I have Christ in me. Those people who have Christ in them, everything is possible with them and for them. There will be no war among us, brethren. There will be no fights. There will be no quarrels. You know, you will not see even the use of your gun, the one that you have there in the car or in the house. Eh? Because it's like everybody is at peace with you. Nobody is coming to provoke you into war. Therefore, you have peace. You don't have to make use of your gun. You know, this morning when I was coming to church, I, I, along this road, I saw a lifeless body uh, on the road. Lifeless. I'm talking of lifeless. This morning, somebody had been shot. And the police car were all of us surrounding their body. It had just happened. And I said, it is because there is no peace in the world. Because if everybody may know Christ Jesus, there will be no time for fights because uh, we are using that word of God that is in us. Everybody is sharing that peace that is in them. Amen? Let, us, uh, let it begin with us. That where we've been called into the house of Jacob here, let us live in peace with one another. Hallelujah! Amen. It is possible. It is possible. Start to your feet so that we may pray. Start... Would you kindly now stand to your feet so that uh, uh, we may say a prayer? Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, because of the peace that you have given unto us. Thank you because you are the Prince of Peace. 
My Lord, help us to receive you in our hearts so that uh, we may experience this uh, peace. Lord, I pray that your peace will be our portion in this house uh, where you have called us, O oh Lord, in this house of Jacob, O oh God. We pray that this peace will reign in our families, at our place of work. This peace will reign uh, when we go in and out of the city, O oh Father. My God, help us, O oh Father, to exercise anything and everything that will cause peace among us, O oh God, so that by the time you'll be coming, O oh Lord, who have known you in this way. Thank you, Father. We refuse anything that is not from you, O oh Lord, anything that will make us experience no peace, O oh God, but we accept your word as the, as the guidance.